Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome to round 13 preview TLT Tuesday. A shortened round, the first shortened round of the season, only four games to go through, so I'm sure we'll fly through these. We'll also talk a little about the instant reactions from the Queensland Origin squad being announced yesterday. But the lead news here, Nico Hines, uh, the standout from the Melbourne Storm, who's filled in for Ryan Pappenhausen, has uh, announced he's gone to the Sharks next year on a three-year deal. So the 24-year-old um, has been, you know, under the pecking order of Drinkwater and Pappenhausen and Hughes for a couple of seasons. He's had his chance to shine this year at the back in the number six jersey. And that looks like where he's going to be going for the Sharks in the number six. And it's a huge signing for the Sharkies. They've now got two marquee guys coming in next year in Cameron McInnes and Nico Hines. So things pointing up to the Sharks. They missed out on the Adam Reynolds signing, but if you're probably looking more long-term and even, you know, even in the short term, from what we're seeing from Nico Hines, it's a gun signing. So reported value about 600000 a year, you know, for a quality half uh, in today's game, that's probably under. So the Sharks get their man. Craig Fitzgibbon will come in next season. He'll have a couple of new tools to play with. It'll be interesting to see, uh, I guess, now it comes down to whether Matt Moylan or Sean Johnson will be re-signed to play next to Nico Hines. They've got Will Kennedy locked up in the one. They've got Blake Braley in the nine, McKinnis in the 13. So that number seven jersey will become very interesting now. But, yeah, it's a huge signing. Uh, one of the big dominoes to fall. So Brisbane misses out. So whether they now turn their attention to Matt Dufty will be interesting. Uh, but yeah, Nico Hines to the Sharks. Cronulla fans will be very happy with that one. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, the next couple of dominoes to fall now because that's probably the biggest biggest free agent signing that was on the market is now gone. So well done to the Sharks. Melbourne, obviously, would have been really pressing to keep him. But, you know, a talent like that, you know, he demanded first grade uh, starting. So well done to Nico Hines. Well done to the Sharkies. And hopefully he can finish the season strong for the Melbourne Storm. But let's get into it, guys. Round 13 TLT, like I said, only the four games to go through. So let's start it off from Net, Net Strava Jubilee on Thursday night as the St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting the Brisbane Broncos. For the Dragons, Matt Dufty is a huge return after his shoulder injury. So he's back at fullback. Josh Kerr returns from suspension. And Jack DeBellin uh, has been named to make his first NRL side in over 900 days after returning from the NRL stand-down policy there. So... Tarek Sims is the one who makes way for Josh Kerr, so he is obviously on origin duty. Cody Ramsey will shift from fullback to the wing. Michele Ravalava also returns, so Jordan Pereira drops out of the 17. Brendan Williame moves into the centres. Jack Bird moves into the back row, into the second row, and Billy Burns is out. Zach Lomax is at least a week away from returning from his thumb injury. From the Broncos, Tyson Gamble and Matt Lodge return from their suspensions. So that will cover Payne Hasu and Xavier Coates who are on origin duty. Uh, replacing Coates on the wing is our rookie, uh, Selwyn Kobo. So he's been named to make his debut. Tom Flegler moves into the front row to replace Payne Haas. Albert Kelly shifts from 5'8 to uh, halfback to 5'8. And that means Anthony Milford is now dropped for the fourth time this year in first grade. Alex Glenn does return from his calf injury. So that p- pushes Keenan Pasiela. Into the reserves and Dal, uh, in Dal Copley into the reserves. So in this game here, it's an interesting one. Two teams that are down on a bit of form, but you know some some huge ins. Matt Dufty being back for the Dragons. I spoke about last week. They were really missing him there. So a 
that's a really big quality to bring him back into the side. Cody Ramsey can move more into his preferred wing position. I do like having Jack Bird move into the center of the field. There was those preseason reports that they really wanted to play him in the middle. Best want to get the legs under him in the centers. He's been a gun so far this season, really gone back to Jack Bird form that we've come to know. So Braden Williamson moving back into his center spot. A good partnership there with Gerald Beal in the centers there. Uh, and obviously Ravalava, who's been on fire this year when he has been on the field. So hopefully he can, you know, put away the shoulder charge and stay on the field. The forward pack, you know, Jack DeBellin is really interesting coming back into this side when he does move into that 13 position. All of a sudden, this front row of Laurie, Vaughan, Kerr, Bird, and DeBellin with Tarek Sims coming in. I really like the shape of it. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go here. I don't expect big minutes from Jack DeBellin, probably around that 30 to 35 minute mark, I would assume. But Corey Norman and Ben Hunt, along with Matt Dufty, will need a fire here. For the Broncos, Asako will be the main man here. Expect him to have a huge game from the back. Albert Kelly and Tyson Gamble was always the half combination that knocked off the Rooster, so it'll be interesting to see how they go together. Hopey Farmworth has been in some good form here, so hopefully he can kind of get a good matchup here against Jared Beal in the forward pack. That's probably the biggest concern for me from the from the Broncos here. When Payne Haas does play, he is their best forward, their top meter eater. So I'm expecting a huge game here from Pengai Jr. Really needs to lead from the front here with Matt Lodge and Tom Flegler to really get off the uh, mark there. I like the shape of the bench here for the Broncos. Hetherington, Palacia, Bullimore, and Rabati. TC Rabati was an absolute beast off the bench last week, so hopefully he can get some more minutes here. And John Asiata in the 13 obviously will do a job there. How I see this game going, look, I think the Dragons at home will get the job done here. I think Matt Duffy is a huge inclusion. Score, probably looking around that 24 to 16 mark. I think the Broncos will keep it close. They have got some firepower there. Expect a huge Jermaine Osaka game, but I will give it to the Dragons at home here. Moving to the second game of the round from Leichhardt Oval on Friday night. It's the West Tigers hosting the second string Panthers. So for the Tigers here, uh, Luciano Lua has just been found not guilty. So he will line up in the second row. Alex Seafarth has been uh, promoted into the starting lock position. And that is to cover Joe Offenengawa, who is in origin camp. Stefano Otikamanu is the new man on the bench. So a lot of super coach owners, they're very happy that he's been named there. For the Panthers, look, it's a huge outlist. Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Brian To'o, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, Api Korosau, and Kirk Capel. They're all the way on origin duties. They do get Dylan Edwards back, who will move into fullback. Stephen Cryer will move into the centers. Matt Burton will move into 5'8". Rob Jennings will get called onto the wing. Tyra May into halfback. Mitch Kenny into hooker. In the front, in the back row rotation, you've got Scott Sorison will move into the second row. Matt Eisenhuth into lock. And on the bench, got a couple of new guys. So Jamin Salmon, the former Eel. Jamin Hookgood, who did play one game earlier this year. And Lindsay Smith and Isaac Targo will uh, be in the bench there. you got Spe- uh, Spencer Lanou, who will come into the front row rotation. For Moses Leota, who has got a one-match ban for his careless high tackle. Look, obviously, a huge number of outs and some big outs for the Panthers, but you can't see them uh, getting beaten here by the by the Tigers and losing this win streak. I have got the, the Panthers here, and surprisingly, pretty comfortably. I think a lot of people will be, you know, tempted to if you're in the eliminated pool and you're tipping the Tigers will maybe a good shout this week at home. But you still look at this roster, you know, Dylan Edwards, Charlie Staines, Cryden, Momorowski, Burden, Fisher Harris, Kikau. There's still too much talent, in my opinion, here. I think the Tigers will make a run out of here. I think if Laurie, Dewey, and Brooks can really get on the front foot here and get on the roll, 
there's a chance they can kind of take it off. You know, the four packs will match strength for strength here, but I just think there's still much class. I think Dylan Edwards, this is a huge game for him and Matt Burton. I think they will really carry the show here. So any um, Dylan Edwards owners will be licking their lips here because I think it is a pretty interesting um, matchup because, you know, he, he will get his hands on the ball a lot here. And I think you have a guy like, you know, Tyrone May and you have a guy like Matt Burton kind of running the show. Mitch Kenny has come in earlier this season and done a role in the absence of Coruscant. So, look, not too much to be concerned here if you're a Panthers fan. I think they will come in here and get the job done. Scoreline prediction. Look, I still think they will score points here. I think it'll be around that 28 to 12. I think, you know, this the Panthers' defense will still be there. Tigers will fire a couple of shots early, but I think the Panthers will roll here uh, even with their depleted side. Moving into the second last game of the round, it's the Saturday game from the Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's the Melbourne Storm hosting the Gold Coast Titans, so the Melbourne Storm going back to their home from last season. Again, a lot of changes for the Melbourne Storm. Ken Bromwich is back after his hamstring injury, so he'll come straight in to replace Felice Kafusi, who is on origin duty, who has been found not guilty at the judiciary also. Dean Eremia replaces Josh Adakar on the wing. Cooper Johns maintains his spot from last week, so he is... Uh, Listed amongst the 5'8 slot there. Nelson of Solomona is also getting a start. Chris Lewis will uh, start on the interchange bench. And Riley Jacks is on the extenders as he returns from his concussion. For the Titans, a couple of huge ins. Ash Taylor returns from injury. That pushes Tanner Boys to the extended bench. Tyron Peachy is back from his suspension, but he can only make it as far as his interchange bench. Preston Campbell's son, Jaden Campbell, will make his debut at fullback in place of AJ Brimson, who is on origin duties. And Joseph Vuna, uh, brother of Cooper Vuna, former NRL player, is on the bench as well. Jay Manjoloff replaces Mo Fodawaka in the starting rotation. Sam Stone steps into Deeper Feeder's second row spot. And Sam McIntyre replaces Tino Fasulmalawi in the 13 role there. In this one here, again, a lot of outs for Melbourne. There's still a lot of class, and it's hard to see them getting beat here. You know, they were so dominant. Up, up there last year when they had to go play at Sunshine Coast. And, you know, you still got Nico Hines, you know, Jerome Hughes, Remus Smith, George Jennings. You've got that forward pack, you know, the Cheese, Ken Bromish, Fanuke, and there's just too much talent here. You've got to go with the with the Melbourne Storm here. The the Titans will have an interesting one here. Jaden Campbell has been lining up in reserve grade. Still got guys like Brian Kelly, Phil Sammy, Fogarty. You know, there's a lot of talent still in this Titans side, but it's really hard to go past anything but a Melbourne throbbing here, you know. I'm tempted to go as high as, you know, 40 to 10. You know, we saw the Titans' uh, defence last week and this was lacking, you know. The Sharks went around, went through, and you you can just see Brandon Smith, Jerome Hughes, and Nico Hines dictating exactly how they did to the Broncos last year, last week. I can definitely see that happening again this week. So 40 to 10 is my prediction on this one. Another huge game from Nico Hines. Jerome Hughes had a pretty quiet game last week. I expect him to have a burner this week. So if you've got Jerome Hughes in a fantasy or a classic, I think this is the week you start to see on him because he's going to be an absolute gun this week. There's no worry about that. And that four-pack, you know, any of these forwards, you know, it's such a value to have one of these guys, especially in a good matchup like this. So Melbourne all the way here, 40 to 10. Not much else to say. I think the Titans, again, will try and fire some shots early. I think Jaden Campbell will give them a spark, but hard to go past this Melbourne side as they're kind of rolling here. Last game of the round from McDonald Joe Stadium. Newcastle hoping for some Sunday magic like last week. They're hosting the Parramatta Eels. For the Newcastle Knights, David Clemens has been hit with a two-game ban from his careless high tackle on Ben Travojevic. 
So Suazo Su moves into the front row. Jacob Saifidi replaces his twin in the front row, Daniel as he's an origin duty. Brody Jones gets a nod uh, to take Tyson Frazell's spot in the second row. What that means, Kurt Mann is in the interchange bench, and Jack Johns is also uh, uh, listed to make his first Newcastle Knights appearance. For Parramatta, Reed Marnie has been given an exemption to play for Parramatta. He's been released from the Melbourne, uh, sorry, the Maroon squad there. 5A Dylan Brown returns from his suspension as well as Regan Campbell Gillard. So that pushes Oric and Kafusi back to the interchange bench, Jacob Arthur back to the reserves. Junior Polo is on Blues uh, duty, so Murata Niakore will move into the starting prop position. And probably the biggest one this week, Blake Ferguson, the veteran, has been um, he's been the scapegoat for the six-try demolition by the Rabbits, so Hayes Dunster will get his first start of the season. Will Smith has also uh, been listening to make his return in the 14 jersey as he recovers from a thumb injury. This is probably obviously the hardest game to pick for me this round. Newcastle looked very good last week. Do uh, lose a couple of their origin players. And Parramatta, who's coming off two pretty disappointing losses, will come up to the Hunter to try and get a victory here in a rematch of the 01 Grand Final. No Blake Ferguson is a huge call. I thought Wonga Blake would be the man to kind of, even though he wasn't even on that side. I just think the way that they've kind of disrupted the Sevo, Opacek, and Neokore Fergo combinations this year was kind of a mistake. But, you know, Fergo's been given a rest, and whether he's picking, he's carrying something, a niggling thing there whether they just want to kind of give him a rest or give him a, a, a chance in reserve grade. We'll see what it does because it's a huge out. Dylan Brown is a huge in. I thought Jacob Arthur's done a good job, but Dylan Brown just kind of frees up Mitch Moses a lot to do what Mitch Moses likes to do. So I'm going to go to Parramatta this one. Again, I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Two teams that can score and are prone to a bit of a leak. So I'm going to go something in the range of 28 to 24. I think it will be close here. Be interesting to see Jake Clifford is um, uh, listed amongst the reserves here. So he is a chance to come in and replace Phoenix Crossan in the seven jersey. If that does happen, you know, he had a very nice game against the Warriors last week for the Cowboys. So it'll be interesting to see here. If they were full strength, I probably would tip uh, the Knights at home with Kalen Ponga. But having Gutherson and a guy like Madison who didn't get picked for origin with Nathan Brown, they're huge inclusions for Parramatta. You know, there was a chance they may not have any of them for these type of rounds, but they've got all of them. So... Parramatta here to get through. I think the forward should roll, you know, some big outs for the Knights in Clemmer, Saifidi, and Frizzell. So the, the Eels should get the roll on through the middle with their forwards and having a Reed Marnie who will play this game is a huge inclusion to have Gutherson sniffing around the middle of the park there. So Parramatta in this one here, but I can definitely see Newcastle getting up like they did last week, flying a bit under the radar there. That will do it for the round 13 teamless Tuesdays again. Very interesting to see what's happened there. Um, some games that will come down to the wire, but there are some games that I think may be a bit of a blowout here. Let's move into Queensland origin selection. So Queensland haven't named a 1-17, to 17, but they haven't announced a squad of 19, and they've obviously let Reed Money go. So we know who the, the 18 are that should line up, and we've got a pretty good idea of how they will line up here. So going through probably what the predicted lineup will be here. So you'll have Kalen Ponga at fullback, uh, he's under a bit of an injury cloud, so it'll be interesting to monitor him through the next couple of days to see if there's any changes there. On the wings, I have Valentine Holmes and Xavier Coates. In the centres, Dan Gagai and Kurt Capewell. In the half, you'll have Cameron Munster, and you'll have uh, Dali Chari as the captain, obviously. In the front row, Tina Fasulmala Awi will partner uh, Christian Welch. In the back row, you've got 
uh, Felice Kafusi. You've got uh, it's see the way they've named a day for feet will obviously be there. They may maybe Mo Fertawaka at 13, or Joe Offen and Galway. You've got uh, Joe Arrow on the bench with AJ Brimson as the 14. You know, Harry Grant uh, will be the starting nine um, because they've now let go of um, of Reed Marnie there. Jaden Sua and Cohen Hess, one of them probably will make the bench. You think Jaden Sua and you got Kyle Feld there as a bit of cover. So look, it's, it's a squad that we always, we thought it would be. There wasn't too many selection shocks there, uh, but it's a team that I really like on paper compared to the Blues lineup. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of chemistry, a lot of guys that I can see playing their roles for the New South Wales side. A lot of, you know, their forwards, Junior Paulo and Payne Haas really prefer to start the game in my opinion and can get that rolling from the start. Whereas, you look at the bench here for uh, Queensland, you know, Ajay Eric can come off the bench. He's been doing it all season. And Murphy Fodawakin can do the same. Jaden Sewell will do a job if you bring him on at some stage, same as Joe Offen and Galway and AJ Brimson. If uh, Kellen Pong is out, AJ will just slot it straight into the one. So, look, I, I like the makeup of it. Kirk Cable as the center. You know, there was just Queensland have a lot of wingers that can slot into the two and the five, but no one that can really push in one more and play that middle of the in the centers there so i do like capel there probably line him up on the tom travoyevich side and just you know try and lock him down all seat all game with hard attack uh and you know in attack they'll try and run over him and really tear out tire out turbo there who's not accustomed to being in the line all the time so i, I like the lineup for queensland you know if i'm a queensland supporter after the squad's been named now i do like it you know there's a couple of things they can kind of match up against new south wales and put a bit of a show on here so Look, I think if you're a Queensland fan, you're pretty happy. If you're a New South Wales fan, you're like, okay, that's probably the best squad they can put on paper right now. There's no um, injuries, obviously, some injury clouds, but they've they've named everyone. There's no one who's going to be suspended for this game. So they'll roll in here and they'll make a real fist of it, especially now being in Townsville, a bit of a home ground advantage for a lot of these guys. So it'll be interesting. We'll come back with a full podcast kind of previewing the game probably the week of next week, uh, try and get maybe Ryan and Chris on the, on the pod there. Um, just kind of go through all the lineups. You know, we'll have the confirmed lineups by then. Bit of a matchup play and, you know, last minute predictions here of how we think it's going to go. But that will do it for the podcast tonight, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with a super coach dedicated pod later this week. Obviously, round 13, the buy round. So a lot of players will be building shorter lineups. We'll kind of talk about, you know, how many to have this week in a classic, in a draft, who to target. Just a little bonus one. Obviously, this is a huge round. If you're playing head-to-head or overall, it's a good chance to kind of get that point differential up. You know, how hard do you go this round versus round 17? So it's all, it's all up in the air, guys. So we'll come back with a pod later this week. And obviously, we'll be back for the review pod for the four games as well. And we'll lead into our origin preview there. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.